Another episode of Chris and Dave's Rotocast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. We're covering Love is Blind Season 3, Episodes 5 through to 7, Chris. Now, Chris, we're out of the pods, we're out of the boring bit, the lovey-dovey bit. It's all about the uh, drama, the discussions, and where would you like to start today? I've got to actually quote yourself slightly, Dave, and I think... We're, as men, a bunch of twats, aren't we? <laughs> we are. We're a bunch of fucking uh, fire-breathing, fucking self-loathing, big-headed fuckers, the lot of us. Because, talk about gaslighting, Barty's and Cole, throughout these episode five to seven, I have been so annoyed with both of them, Dave. Mm. Fucking knobheads. I mean, poor Brennan got... Alexa was telling, I think it was Nancy, that he just jams it in for two minutes, Dave, and I'm I thinking, know, yeah. fucking hell, stop fucking boasting, oh, is that good? Is that three <laughs> times? Long, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a cup of tea, yeah, but I was like, I just, Cole especially, he's one of them people where, and we've seen this on a lot of the reality shows, where he offends um, Zainab all the time. But then he's like smiling, going, oh, it's only a joke. No, it's not. You fucking dick. You're obviously after Colleen. Just being honest. Yeah, you're obviously <laughs> after Colleen. And I mean, fuck me, Dave. Why the hell didn't he clean his flat when she got in there? Jesus Christ. That's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, that, that's got to be a setup, hasn't it? Surely. Because, I mean, just pick your fucking dirty undies up. You know what I mean? Like, Toilet is bizarre, oh, yeah. Minging. Ming- I mean,. What do you think with that, Dave? Because them two, I have a problem with. Because I just thought the pair of just fake, and they don't want to be with who they're with. You know, obviously, Bartiste doesn't want to be with Nancy. And some of his dialogue, I mean, he very speaks like he's a lot older than 25. And then the end episode 7, he was a fucking cop for me. But anyway, I know I'm jumping a bit, Dave. But them two, I have an issue with so much. I just thought they were better. And, and not Matt. <laughs> well, yeah, Matt as well. <laughs> we can, Matt we can get on to Matt. Yeah, so, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's but, like a backdrop of that. You're right. Yeah, so I think Matt is is bad in a different way. But it's funny you say that. Honestly, Chris, I, I, I was the same. I was watching these episodes and I'm like... Did they just find the worst blokes, or are we all just this bad? <laughs> because, honestly, we've come off Married at First Sight, where there's plenty of shitty blokes on there. And then you come to this one, and, like, you can tell Bartise and Cole, you know, they're pretty successful on the outside. You know, they're, they're both really good-looking guys, aren't they? So they they probably had no real problems anyway. They probably just had problems staying in relationships and thought, you know, coming on a show like this would help them. It's like, now there's plenty of things you need to sort out about yourself. But, yeah, I, I think both of them... I, I, it is right, I think, to talk about Bartise and Cole together because I think they are so similar. You know, they've come on this specific show to take out that... Uh, visual parts of the relationship, haven't they? And yet, as soon as they come out, they're like, Cole's like, oh yeah, well, I'd have fancied you, Colleen, on the outside. And Bartise has got a shit-eating grin about fucking Raven. It's like, oh yeah, I can see why people would say we look good together. And honestly, they both come across as so young. Now, what I'd say on the flip side is, you know, they are both younger. So, I'm going to put the mirror around the other way as well and say, well, the, so Zaneb and um, Nancy, you know, are kind of, 
they should have known what they were letting themselves in for, I think, as well. You know, with going with someone who's, like, mid-twenties, you you know what you're getting, don't you? So it seems to me, like, they, they were kind of moaning about what they should have already known. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and I think with Colday, what, what's bad is then, you know, she's got real, like most of us have, Dave, she's got real hookups on her body image, hasn't she, and everything, and she's saying, like, oh, he, he loves Colleen. You know, I, I don't... I'm being honest now, Dave. I think Zane, I'm not just saying this for the, for the sake of the point. I think she's prettier than Colleen. I really do. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, he's like, yeah. And he, and he keeps putting her down and she's like, oh, and, and she deals with it in a good way because she doesn't really cry. But inside you can see it hurts her every time. Mm. He's like, yeah, you're just not for me. And she's like, oh, fine. And even when she said to him as a joke, like, you know, just not my confidence. Why don't you? He still carries it on. And I'm like, Cole, you are just, he's just a fuck boy for me, Dave. Just an absolute bellend. I mean, let's call out the obvious, right? So Zaneb's got more of that kind of uh, Eastern look. Yeah. You know, more like probably Indian ancestry, maybe. Yeah. And Maybe, then yeah. Colleen's yeah. got more of that European look. Yes. You know, this is in Texas. So I think that's probably more like the type of girl who Cole has typically dated. But the way Zaneb is, she has got self-esteem issues because, like you say, she is equally, you know, whether you rate one above the other, you know, depending on personal preference. But for me, they're in the same ballpark, aren't they, Zaneb yeah. and Colleen? Yeah. Colleen probably just looks a little bit younger. That is it. That is it for me. So it is strange how Zaneb herself seems to put Colleen on this massive pedestal and doesn't appreciate she's stunning herself. I, I kind of feel like she has to work that out herself. But, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because I, I just feel like... You talked about Cole's apartment. I mean, it was fucking ridiculous, wasn't it? <laughs> Chris, even at 26, I don't think I had a shithole like that. You know, I, I just... I don't know what it is. It just gives off those frat boy vibes where... I don't know. Do people stay younger for longer now or or what? But, I, I mean, I mean, he, he did seemed to keep himself a lot younger and considering the film crew is coming round maybe it was just one of those it didn't even twig to him that I'm living in a shithole he's quite happy with his shithole there <laughs> you know and um, I, I think Zaneb was being kind to him saying you know it's pretty much what I'd expect from a 26 year old and I think it was that statement that <sighs> I'm not saying it wound me up it just made me think well you fucking knew this you knew he was the age that he was, but also I think he's an immature 26 year old as well. And I, I don't know with, with Zaneb and, and Cole, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it is just this, this self-esteem thing with Zaneb where she deserves a lot better, but maybe she just doesn't think that she does. Maybe th- she thinks that this, this car salesman type bloke who like, well, he's real estate agent and he, but you know, maybe maybe that's all she deserves, so she's kind of fallen for his charms and what have you. I I, I don't know. I mean, not, it's great for TV, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> because it would be crap if they just all got on, wouldn't it? But, you know, you, so you've got those two. Bartice and Nancy. Nancy is the proper fucking budding entrepreneur, isn't she? Now, 
What what do you think, Chris? Because I I had mixed feelings about this because she did how she obviously got into the real estate stuff with her ex partner. They own a couple of houses together. And that seemed to be a surprise to Bartise. Now, we hadn't seen it, but you never know. It's this conversation that happened off, you know, uh, uh, off the edit, if you like. But um, I don't know. I I think that might make me sort of stand back a bit and say, oh, I don't think it's a good thing to have those financial ties. But that's just a minor thing. I, I just prefer not to be surprised about that stuff. But then... Throughout these conversations about finance, about abortion and stuff, it just seemed to me that, like, Nancy and Bartice, you know, there's a few years apart, but they are decades apart in terms of maturity. Like, she's got her shit together. She's got her life sorted. She's got her income sorted. He's just, like, fucking winging it, it seems. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know, he, he, again, he just, in those moments, came across a lot younger than he is. It's funny you mentioned about the money, Dave, because one of the notes that he made was it felt... So in episode five, Barty sort of made a play for Raven. Now, give Raven a lot of stick, and there's a few things I'm not too keen on her. However, she's with a man. It wasn't... Like you said, you were right. It, it, is it going to be a red herring-type situation? And it's all, you know, is it just the producers blagging us that there's something there between them? She fucked him off completely. Fair play to her, no problem. But with him, he, he did this whole play for him, the, the, the pool and they're all chatting shit. Nancy's there behind him. I know, obviously, in the context, she probably isn't when the film. They probably shot that afterwards to make it look more dramatic. But it, she, just say she is there with an earshot. He should be with her. Or all three of them should mm. be having a conversation as friends or whatever. He didn't give a fuck about it. It's like what Cole did with Colleen. Same thing, you know, all the time. But what was very strange was in episode six, I think Nancy was at her most vulnerable. And that's when this thing come out about the money. And you can see Bartice's face lit up as to say, yeah. oh, Ching! Yeah. Oh, wait a minute! Oh, we're buying a property, and then and all my money would be your money, and I'll do this, this, and this. And I'm thinking, Nancy, you're better than this. This guy, he's going to rinse you dry. Do not mm. go down this route. I was. It's the only time we watched this show, David. Episodes. I'm like, fuck off! No, no, because <laughs> I was like, Nancy, yeah. don't be silly, because it felt like it was the last play for her to try and get him on her side. And I think it works. I do think it works, but it was more than Bartiz and episode seven saying like, there's no physical attraction, but then kissing her and then and like being with her and, and, mm. all, and I'm like, I don't get what's going on with this guy. Is he just, is he just op- open to any relationship? Is he keeping, he is obviously keeping his options open with her, but Nancy's just all over the place because of this guy, Dave, and he's just gaslighting her. And, and yeah. what made me laugh is he was talking utter shit in the last episode. He's going, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, he's the fucking victim. And I'm like, you've been so wishy-washy. You've told her you really like Raven. And this poor girl, who again, another lady who's got body issues. You know, like like I say, we all have. It's not singing the ladies out. And, mm. and she needs an arm round and reassurance that he finds her attractive. And he's done nothing to fucking help her at all. He's just thought of his own ego self. And I thought by episode seven... The age gap shown, Dave, exactly what you mm. said. She she is together. She's successful and everything. And he is just a fuckboy like Cole. He's another blagger, Dave. And he, and he made it about himself. And I have 
hasn't got a clue. That was mastery fuckery because I don't know how he ended up turning it round. So Nancy sort of started feeling sorry for him. I was like, oh, yeah. this is this is classic manipulation. But yeah, again, great TV. But for me, he, him and Cole are just a pair of douchebags. And we'll talk about Matt in a second. But them two especially stuck out like a sore thumb more than anyone. Yeah, I mean, I can see it in my mind's eye now, Chris, as, as you say, you said that about, you know, his face lit up. I can see it. It, yeah. it, it was, I don't know the right word, but it was disgusting, wasn't it? It was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, I'm not attracted to her or whatever. Buy a house, you say? Oh, that will <laughs> so- mine. <laughs> that'll sort out my uh, student debt and everything yeah, that yeah. I'm in. It, yeah, it, it wasn't good, wasn't good at all. And like you say, I, I think with Nancy Ann's on there, just fucking know your worth a little bit more, you know, yeah. you, you don't deserve these fucking shitty blokes but i I, it's going to be a little bit well actually maybe before we move on to matt because one i'll just say one of the things i found bizarre is you know matt is going fucking nuts and let's come back to him and you know he's like she's out till fucking four o'clock in the morning i'm packed i'm leaving and being a fucking absolute psycho just well, how about just have a chat with her, see what she's doing, you know, she might just be having a fucking party, you know, what What was it about any of the conversations you've had with her that didn't lead you to believe that, you know, she liked to, to have a few drinks and go out partying, what led you to believe that, you fucking possessive fucker, <laughs> but Artis is like, oh, I wish I had what you guys had, yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> issue with this fucking fucking raging psycho and and you these are your relationship goals that is fucking bizarre but you know what's what's interesting about this chris is you don't normally see any of these shows have these deep conversations about finance i mean you know um alexa is up for getting a prenup and everything she's like well you're obviously skint I've got my shit together, so, you know, we can get married, great, but if we get divorced, I'm keeping all my money. Fair play to her. Um, wish I'd have had that idea. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> but... You, you said that, <laughs> <laughs> But the one about abortion, I, I just... Again, I thought it made Bartice look, look a bit daft, to be honest, but then I, I guess... How you saw this conversation with Nancy and Bartice, how you saw it will probably depend on whether you're a pro-lifer or, you know, pro-choice. It's very, very political. And the fact that this is shot in Texas, but before all the Roe Wade stuff where they decided, no, there is no choice. The government makes the choice, which I fucking strongly disagree with. I think it's bullshit. Um, But... You know, other people have a different opinion. But, they, you know, I thought Bartice's answers were, like, so wishy-washy. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, maybe you could have, like, one mistake. But then that's it. And then she's asking questions about, well, what if someone got raped? Or, you know, what if the child had a deformity or whatever? And he's like, no, no, it's ridiculous. You know, you, you, you've got to stick by the child and, and stuff. And... He's just giving very, very blanket surface level answers for me. 
And I, I just, again, I, I, he came across really immature for me in that conversation. I mean, how did you see that? I, th- I think, David, that's where the age thing come in. You know, I'm with you. It's so political. It, you know, this is such backlash in America, and I don't want to trip myself up either, but I, I genuinely think it, it was difficult for him to put it in the show and not show him as a complete cock because it's like... Mate, have you not read the news? Have you not understood? If you don't understand, ask a question. He he he's just very narrow minded for me, Dave, and just immature. He looks he looks a million dollars. You know, he looks older and he speaks very well in certain instances. But with stuff like that, you can see because it doesn't really affect him at that moment. He's not really interested. And I just think they've done him up like a kipper, really. Coming in, and I was confident of these two together. I know we got pied off by Raven, but you know, in the actual pods, but. There's just something off with him, I think, Dave. I think he's, he he is looking for that career afterwards. He's not the only one on the show by any any stretch. But yeah, I just think of the dialogue. He doesn't listen. He's not got a listening ear, has he? If he's not talking about himself, he's not interested. Yeah, but I, I do feel like you know some of the political opinions. Just he's just mirroring some of those, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And I, again, I thought personally, I thought it made him look like a dick because he's saying, "Oh, you know, you should only get one." one chance and then that's it you know you, you shouldn't be able to have an abortion or anything but then he's like well what about the uh what is it <laughs> they didn't call it the morning after pill they called it something else didn't they yeah yeah but, but we'd call it the morning after pill and he's like oh yeah i've used that <laughs> and he's like <laughs> what a oh, guy. <laughs> so you get a choice yeah. but women can't yeah, what a guy. Women yeah. can only make one mistake, but but you can make plenty, uh, yeah. so it's fine. And that's the fucking fundamental problem with it, you dick. And you know what was a bit of humble pie, Dave? When the old sex god Andrew came back in, you know, coincidentally, oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. I've just, I've just appeared in the bar. Hi. <laughs> and he was talking to Nancy, and obviously he'd proposed to her, hadn't he, and everything. And Bartise missed the fucking, you know... Uh, Viagra dick was fucking straight over. He wasn't mm. very, he wasn't as secure that, at that point, was he? And he started like getting a bit passive aggressive with Nancy and like, like doing that thing. I'm doing it now with my fingers. You know, you do the eye thing. You point your eyes and point your <laughs> there. like, I'm watching you. And he was like, I'm fucking over here. And he was, his, his, his language changed to like quite aggressive yeah. swearing and stuff. I, I know that's rich coming from me, David. Obviously, somebody who swears all the time, but the way he delivered it was like, oh, somebody's a little bit insecure. So it's like, you don't want Nancy, but you don't want anyone else having it, and I love that because I thought, go on, Nancy, fucking get with Andrew or whatever. You know, don't forget Andrew can fucking hold his coming, Dave. He can ejaculate whenever he wants. And no, no, he doesn't. Orgasm. He doesn't, can he? Well, well he, I guess he yeah, can, he, but he can orgasm without ejaculating. He can orgasm without it, Dave. What a man, Dave. Every every um, <laughs> every sheet stream, shall we of say? All Dave. the things I aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a fucking line, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. Let me show you <laughs> I remember, and you mentioned it about sting and his missus and he said like we have tantric sex we can look at each other and just orgasm okay mate no problem that's what you're into and i believe you can this is what but it's the fact that you know, you know they, they fucking what was it they go for like you know all day like eight hours or something like that it's like i don't know if i could keep my attention for eight hours you know <laughs> Fucking hell, they might have fucking fallen. Give it a break. Eight hours. Give it a break for a cup of tea or something. 
<laughs> I told you before we did the podcast, I went for a run yesterday, two miles. My fucking body feels like the Blues Brothers' his car, like it's just going to collapse. <laughs> my hip, my knees, my fucking bad shoulders are fucked, my bottom of my back. I need to do some yoga, but fuck me, there's no way I could go for eight hours now, Dave. I don't think I ever did anyway, but in fact, Dave, yes, I did, Dave. I was a hell of a guy. You know, I could go oh, for of 24 hours. That's Samantha. I mean, next, next email, uh, S. Phelps, Chris, yeah. bullshit, <laughs> false advertising. <laughs> Eight minutes was my record day. <laughs> you say about well, as many as that. Um, so you say about Bartiz, though. I mean, for me, he showed that if he really is emotionally invested, then he is a possessive fucker as well. Yeah. Real yeah. toxic, possessive fucker. That's how he came across to me because, you know, he look the stuff with Andrew. He's obviously fake as fuck, right? You know, and they showed him up to be that when he's putting in the old eye drops, which I still think is one of my favourite moments in any reality TV show. Oh, you're going to take this out, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course we are, mate. <laughs> Why would we want to make you look like a dick? Um, so, so the fact that they've brought him back in, you know, is obviously to stir some shit up there. But like I say, Bartiz is borderline, doesn't give a fuck anyway. And yet, you know, came across like really quite insecure and quite possessive there. So I think if he did fall hard for someone, he'd be properly toxic. And I'm with you, Dave. And I know we've, we've spent a lot of time on Cole. But I do think they like, and we talked about this. We haven't talked about Cole. Oh, Cole, sorry. Um, parties. <laughs> parties, parties. Cole's a fucking dick as well. But what do you think, Dave, regarding Matt? So so we got the revelation of the episode. No, it's not even a revelation, but there was a dialogue between Cole and Colleen. He said he really liked her. She said he's a good looking guy. If they were in a bar, you know, and they were in this experiment, you know, pretend. That's as far as the conversation went. It's still a bit iffy and, and a bit off. Matt showed a side to him, Dave, that we might have a bit of a Patrick Bateman on our hands here because he is fucking aggressive. He is really... uh, When episode five, he he sort of spoke to Colleen about it and they were by the pool and everything, and he's chatting away, and I was like, what he was saying was correct because he wanted the reassurance from Colleen, and why wouldn't he? Because she is his wife in the context... or, you know, uh, fiancé in the context of this show. And she didn't really assure him, but she didn't do anything wrong, really. I think she just was like, she she loved that little bit of attention from Cole, but he just went from one to a hundred. And all the way through from there, even though the idea of Cole and Colleen in the context of the show cheating... I'm, and I don't want them together because I think Cole's completely wrong for Colleen. I think it's just pure a superficial thing with him. You know, she's his type and that's it. He's determined to, to get any sort of attention from her. However, it just went on and on and on. And then with this weird thing where they both disappeared. So whether we do get this thing that they're, they've actually had a bit. But Colleen was like, nothing's going to happen. I don't know if that's true. I, I, and then Matt's kicking off. Going, where are they and all this? He was like, it sounded like Batman Day. <laughs> yeah. Where is she? Where is he? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, where is she? Where is she? Tell me. So it was just bizarre. And, and again, they're not, they don't look good together. I mean, Matt's literally got her in a fucking headlock. Every time you see him, he's like, you know, you're going nowhere. So 
I, I haven't got any sympathy for him when I should do, really, because Cole's the sneaky one trying to play her off. But she did nothing wrong, I don't think, other than did something happen in episode seven. He rang up Bartiz, didn't he kicking off, going, where the fuck is she and all this? So it was in great TV again, Dave, because there was a lot in these three episodes where nothing happened. And then it just went a little bit for me to go, oh, let me make some notes when I speak to Dave. So, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, but I guess the thing with Matt, I mean... In the pods, we seem to see more with Colleen, with other people. Yes. And then Matt kind of steamed in there at the end, and it's like, who's this fucker? All right, fair enough, you know. And all I remember really from Colleen in the pods is, you know, relentlessly telling everyone she's a ballerina, you know, and and saying, you know, she doesn't want to get any deeper than that surface level, you know, particularly with like when Cole mentioned about getting deep. And... I don't know. It just seems to me like they've got together. You know, they know time's ticking. If you've got 10 days, Chris, and you get to day eight or nine, you're like, well, fucking hell, I've got to to propose to someone. (laughs) Or else else I'm out of the show. They might not even put me in the fucking edit. There's plenty of people that we've seen on, like, the promotional material and stuff that we haven't really seen at all in the pods. They just didn't really make, make the edit at all. And so... You know, they seem to come from nowhere, but then I, I just feel like Colleen is this happy-go-lucky girl that, that is not ready to really settle down at all. Fucking Matt, though. Do you not think Matt comes across like Matt's from fucking maths? Maths, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Matt's are not having a good time of it because, you know, they had their first initial argument and I think there, you know, he showed himself. Honestly, Chris, he came across to me that that he's an abuser in the making. Yeah. You know, they've literally, yeah. they've just got together. And it, his language, the way he was standing over her, it felt really fucking uncomfortable. It felt like almost to the point where, you know, should someone be stepping in here? I mean, it, you know, it's sort of, it, it went past the point where we love the drama, we love the arguments and everything, but but then it it started to have a bit more of a sinister taste to it, and yeah. I, but then after that, they seemed to. Well, I'm not sure they resolved it, but they just kind of slept on it, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, it's great." When they were talking to the other couples and yes. stuff, yeah, 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 we had we had a little communication issue. Is how they they dress it <laughs> up, isn't it? All oh, right, is that what that was? <laughs> it's fucking hell. It just seemed like you were a toxic dick. Um, but then when he's going off, and it seems like she's just gone out for the night. And, you know, it's four o'clock in the morning or whatever. I mean, all the cameras are there, Chris. Four o'clock in the morning, yeah. obviously on standby and whatever. Bartice is fully dressed and, you know, he, he doesn't look tired. Um, but, yeah, he's going absolutely fucking nuts. And that's where Bartice is like, oh, you guys, I wish I had what you had. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. I, you know, you know what though as well. This just off the back of this. I mean, this was in the fifth episode. It just it was sort of like the build up to all this kicking off. When Cole said to Zane, "How you're a nine out of ten, but Colleen's a 10. Oh, oh, well done, mate. Oh my that, God. And she went, you've, "You've said she's a ten, and I'm a nine. And he went, "Well." You're a nine. What's wrong with that? Because the girl who you allegedly don't fancy and have got no interest in, you'd give her a ten, you dickhead. You know, you would never do that to your partner, Dave. You'd oh. never do that. What a prick. But anyway, that's, I know we're talking about Matt, but I had to throw that in there because it was. I, I was sat there like going, oh, you haven't just said that, have you, mate? <laughs> what Look, a dick. I, 
Right, real conversation here. I mean, like you say, you don't, you don't do that. And then he comes up with the old, well, I'm just being honest. But I don't think, we, we say we want honesty, don't we? But we don't really. No. You know, we, we want to feel like we're the most important person in the world to our partners. But like, if fucking someone stunning just walks in, you know, back in the day, Chris, Cindy Crawford walks in there oh, with your partner. Cindy on the yeah. wall, Dave, yeah. We, we all did, didn't we? And, you yeah. know, she walks in the room, it's like, oh, yeah, of course she's stunning and that, but, you know, you're the only one for me. It's, you know, you're a knockout kind of thing. You, you know, you'd have to, even if, even if you go, go out back, have a crafty wank. <laughs> <laughs> what, in the restaurant? Yeah. Fucking hell, Dave. Don't mind a danger wank, but fuck me, that's a bit of a fucking stretch. But go on. That, that is James Bond-level danger <laughs> wank, though, isn't it? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? You, you just have to have a fucking smidge, a tiny bit of fucking empathy. How is that going to make her feel? You know, and she, like you say, he, he doesn't get it. He's like... Well, I gave you nine out of ten. <laughs> What's your problem? Exactly. So, yeah, just again, just a real naive thing. Um, and I, I fucking hate this. Again, to make a maths comparison, Chris, he's almost giving it the old Jonathan, isn't he? Saying, well, just saying I don't like horse legs. I'm only being honest. You can't go through <laughs> life apologizing for everything. <laughs> What's wrong with well, that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you shouldn't apologize for everything. Maybe a few things, you know, if yeah. you hurt someone's feelings, you dick. So, yeah, I, I just, they, I mean, it's it's clear they're not going to work. But um, just, again, massive growing there. But, you know, he's obviously from, like, a, a very, very religious family, isn't he? And... and that's an ongoing subplot, isn't it? That yeah, you know their family cast don't. Him out, aren't they? Yeah, they don't want to speak to him at all. You know, and I, 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 who knows where that's going to go? But um, I, I do like the fact that he's he's kind of like, well, that's their opinion. You know, fuck it, I'm still with you. So in those moments, you know, I, I give him a few plus points for that. But yeah, apart from that, he, he generally again he comes off more immature than his years. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And one of the other contestants, I've not done a 180 on, but I think Raven, for me, she was the front and centre. It looked like there was a Willy Wonship thing with Bartise. Obviously, he laid it on the line. She's there doing fucking star jumps and fucking <laughs> the downward dog as he's fucking crying. And she's like, I don't give a fuck, really. <laughs> but she does, she gets with SK. Now, SK said he's got to go back to you college or university for two years and he's going to move to california then drops in there he's got a bit of cash behind us you don't have to worry about it and then but then she's the, the thing is with with um raven is it was great that she stuck by a man i completely i got that wrong I, I, at the moment there's no reason mm. to doubt that i don't don't know if they'll get to this married stage and she'll jilt him or he'll jilt her or whatever but the fact that she was not entertaining Bartiz whatsoever at the pool and everything, when he yeah. was throwing compliments about how yeah, she looked yeah. and everything, fair play to her. You've got to give her 100% because I wasn't expecting it. I thought we were having a fake romance and it was all part of the show, and it wasn't. So good on her. And they looked good together, her and SK, the chat. It was when she was saying, hey, well, 
I, uh, I have my nails done, I have my hair, I have this, mm. I have that. I have that. And he's going, yeah, I'm going to be on a subsidised um, budget, you know, because they're going back to college to finish off my degree and everything. And she's like, don't know what you're saying. Homer Simpson, all I can think of is donuts. <laughs> I, I'm still living the lifestyle. And then when she met, when SK met her friends and family, and they were like, nah, nah, not a chance. What, so you're gonna, he, goes, what, he goes, I'm in a financially stable situation. I'll be able to keep her. And I'm like... I don't think that's the best dialogue, SK, at all. What has she mm. earned for you to just say, yeah, I'll just keep her for, you know, it doesn't, that does it didn't make any sense. And it felt like he was making all the, um, it, it, he's laying it all on the line and he's he's backing down on everything. She's not willing to meet him in the middle. And by the sounds of it, her friends and family was just like, yeah, and that's right. Because, you know, I'm not saying he shouldn't have her on a pedestal. If she is going to be someone who spends his life, that's his queen, that's his wife, he loves her, his girlfriend, whatever they're going to be. But I was like, in the context of the show, I was like, you're giving far too much up for her because she looks like she's fucking high maintenance to me completely. And and it didn't make any sense, that dialogue. And But he's prepared to do it for her, Dave. So fair play to him if he loves her. But yeah, just, just that... As much as she clawed back my sort of respect, that bit was still there, that superficial bit about that that she's just not willing to. And the financial thing, again, was a worry, I think. I think SK's going to live to regret saying stuff like that. Now, there's things I, I don't understand here. So, you know, he's from a... It sounded like, the way it came across on the show, he's from, like, a traditional Nigerian family where, yeah. I guess, the men look after the women. That that's what came across on the show. No frame of reference, if that's true, of everyone, every Nigerian family. You know, there's going to be some differences and whatever. But that that was what was being said. I don't know where I stand fully on this. What it made me think was, you know, again, there's a running theme here. I think the age gaps are not great. Well, it's not necessarily the, the age as such, as in, you know, a number that's written down on a piece of paper, but more so just where are you in life? And I was thinking about it, and, you know, Raven, like you say, I'm pretty sure, though, she's met plenty of Bartises. She can spot a fucking line. He thinks he's the fucking master. He's not. You know, so she's met plenty of him, and so, you know, she she's just not impressed by him at all, and just, yes, he's got the muscles, the body, and everything, but she she isn't going to be interested in, in what he's selling. But, Chris, <laughs> let's say you you ended up single, right? And then you met someone in a bar, you, you fucking have a great few weeks and whatever, and then they say, right, yeah, um, you know, I'm going to be giving up my job, and I'm going to be a fucking student for two years. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to have to cut back for like two years. I don't know, I just feel like that's a lot. Especially for someone like Raven, who spends so much money, you know, she does two jobs to maintain... I can't remember exactly what her words were, but, you know, put herself together, uh, you know, with the nails, the hair and everything. I don't, I don't feel like she should have to compromise on that. She's kind of built up this life and it's more about trying to find someone who's compatible with that. And I just think, you know, someone who's going back to college, it, it just feels wrong to me. Like when you start off, 
you've generally speaking, you've both got very little, haven't you? Yeah. And 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 then you you go through life and you build up things and you get more, you know, you get the house and everything. I, I know it's not quite how it was for you and Sam. You just rocked up with your, <laughs> your suitcase. Like, but, you know, generally speaking, you start off with nothing and then you build up from there and you go on that life journey together. I just think it's it's a bit harder when you're older because you've you've built up your own life on your own. And so it is a factor. It's not just whether you've got feelings for someone. It is a factor. They're going to fit into your life. And so I could empathize, honestly, more with Raven's position. Look, I think the way the show is editing it and putting it together, I think it is trying to make her out to be a little bit of a a, a kind of superficial person. But, you know, we have to be real as well. I, I just think that, that is a lot to give up. And, uh, yeah. I, I I don't know. I was more down the middle than than uh, you, it seems. Yeah, it, but Dave, again, it makes for an interesting thing because if they're going to make a life, what's what's good about this one in the UK one, you know, with maths and, and like I said to you, this is it's like a version of maths in it to some in some respects. You know, they they have to gain a relationship. Except to the some... uh, marriages are real in this one. Yes. Yes, apparently, at yes. The, at the end. At the end, yeah, yeah. And and we've seen be successful for other couples, so to be fair, fair play. Um, what's interesting is where we go next, because it feels we've got a few episodes left. So the next episodes drop on the 2nd of November, which is next week. Um, now, there's got to be some fireworks building up to it. Now, I know we've, we've watched this in the past. There was a couple of couples you were absolutely nailed on were going to be together. And then at the, the altar, one of them just ditched him. And we're like, what's going on? Because the edit hadn't shown any conflicts in their relationship. They've looked like the absolute American dream. The love each- I, These will probably end up being together, SK and, and Raven. They've yeah. probably got more of a chance. And I think one thing as well, Dave, i tell you what made me laugh. Did you see Brennan's face when he saw Alexa's fucking stepmom, Dave? He was obviously younger than her. And I'm like... Oh, so her dad's a multi-millionaire then. I know she said about the money and the prenup and everything, but he literally, and I'm thinking, he walks in, puts the eyes on the stepmom, the dad's there. Obviously, the dad's, um, you know, still does a bit of training. He's, he's, you know, he's trying to keep his looks. He looks like he's late 50s. I'm thinking, I'm sure I've seen one of these movies, Dave, on one of them websites when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm stuck in the washing machine. Anyway, carry on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but his I eyes no lit up. What no, I mean, I have a Obviously, the internet wasn't alive when, when we were kids, Dave, so I've definitely not seen that online. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I know when Sam's got up to this point in the fucking podcast days, I'm going to get a smack on the back of the head, but there you go. <laughs> but no, I think I think with the next few episodes, they've got to flesh it out. They've got to live together. They've got to live life properly. You know, we're, we're at the stage where they're just feeling each other out. It, it did take a turn for some of the couples who you were bang on in the last series. Halfway through, oh, these are going to be set for life. And then yeah, it's like, yeah. ah, no, no, they're not. So I, I'm interested. I'm I find that the episodes are too long. Now, this last episode seven was an hour and five minutes. 
And uh, that's too long for me. There's loads of like things in between that just don't do anything. This could be cut down to 45 minutes, and I think that will be the sweet spot because I, d- I just don't know. I just I feel that it's very slow in stages, and then when it gets going, it's good. You know, it is it brings the drama yeah. that we want. But I really do struggle at times watching this sort of thing. Yeah, I think we had this last time though. I, I think I'm sure we did Love is, Love is Blind after Maths. And it was after Maths Australia as well. And it was just like, oh, it's not Maths, is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It, it does lull. So you have these interesting moments and stuff. But yeah, it does lull. It, it, it doesn't need to be as long as it is. I said it last time, though. I do think the binge format works for this show. Yeah. I, don't, I don't quite know what it is. Um if this was week to week, I think I'd already be out at this point. You know, yeah. but because you can kind of get through a few episodes at a time, and then I think the way we're covering it as well, not to go episode by episode, but, you know, just pick out the key points and, and the themes and stuff. I, I think that kind of works. So I think I'm enjoying this one a little bit more than season two, to be honest. I, I don't know what it is. Um, but I, I do think it lulls, but I, I think it's, it's interesting enough to keep my attention. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And the end of the day, I think what doing maths and then coming on this and we've got a few fucking suspect contestants helps Dave. It really, it's more produced better than maths, I think. But Dave, we have talked about this Monday when our friendship ends and Love Island Australia starts. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say, okay? That's all I'm going to say. I bet you, you're going to almost break before me. You're going to be like, <laughs> this is fucking shit, this. <laughs> so we did, uh, we had a few people reach out to us, didn't we, and say, because it's going straight to streaming, even though it's dropping at six o'clock, it, it's not the same as if it was on mainstream TV. So, you know, our fears about whether it will be bland and watered down for the earlier time are, are probably misplaced. But uh, but let's see. I mean, the, we're going to see episode one. It's going to be the same episode one that we've seen multiple times before. <laughs> I bet you, you are going to be like, this is shit, this. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um Anyway, Dave, thank you for today, mate. It's been another bell. A big thanks to everyone, as always, for supporting the podcast. We do appreciate it. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast. And if you do want to get over there and join the discussion, get over to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. You just need to be approved. We've had a couple of new members this week, so I really appreciate it, guys. And big thanks to Charlene, as always, for running that for us. So today's Roll Call of Honor, which is on patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast, if you want to support us, is Cassie, Megan, Kate, Annabeth, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Jacqueline, Amy, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green, and Kenka Starson. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. So, Dave, we are off. You are going to get the Chris Feltz voodoo doll out and keep stabbing me with pins over the weekend knowing that love is uh, love island is around the corner but i cannot wait my friend i cannot wait the only thing i'd say whatever we're going to do recording guys australia is about nine to ten hours in front of the uk so it's not and we don't know when we're going to do 
the recording. Yes, It'll be next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off Stop with it. your with your internet daily. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> How watch all dare four you? episodes in the first How? week and you then record one after. How fucking dare you say that about your closest friend? That is, you know what? I'm I'm so upset by that fucking comment, Dave. I'm really. I'm, <laughs> oh classic classic anyway mate have a good weekend and i'll see you next time you too mate and thanks to everyone out there for listening and we'll speak to you next time bye <laughs> <laughs>